1: I don't know. I uh I'm not an allergy guy. I've never had an allergy in my life. I don't think. Although I remember being really messed up last spring and there's something going on right now. Sarah, you 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 are an allergy sufferer, right?
0: Yeah, just the seasonal ones.
1: Like what does that mean seasonal ones?
0: Like pollen or snow mold or that stuff.
1: Okay, are you experiencing any symptoms right yeah. now?
0: Well, not not today cuz I wasn't outside much yesterday, but like, the day before was really, really bad.
1: See, that's what I'm wondering, because, like, um my kid came home from school on the weekend and said that somebody in his class was sick, and then he thought he was sick. So then everybody in the house starts to think they're sick. So I've been kind of feeling like something's been bothering me a bit Yeah, but all you're week.
0: outside more.
1: This is the thing. Yeah. I switched up my walking routine this week, because I was just been in the neighborhood, because I don't want to be in all the snow and slush. Uh, but I figured it was probably good enough to go back to the park for the past three days, and it has been. But uh I think maybe that's why, because... It, there's something bugging something irritating me. I don't think it's an allergy, though. I think it's just so much junk in the air. I don't know if we'll... It's supposed to be bad, though, apparently, this year. This is the concern that I have, is like, when it comes to allergy season, they can predict this a little bit, and what they're saying is, it'll be short, but it's going to be bad. Uh, Global News posted a forecast this week. They say, with a colder-than-normal April expected... Yeah, okay. Get this weekend right. We'll worry about April. But okay, okay. A colder-than-expected April... Um, much of the country seeing that so that thing means that typical seasonal allergies may start a little later this year but when they get going they're really going to get going and they'll be really bad although like i say it seems like sarah and i might be suffering from some stuff right now and it's definitely not pollen i I don't know what it is let's see if we can find out we're going to chat with dr ann ellis professor of medicine and chair of the division of allergy and immunology at queen's university dr ellis thank you so much for joining us i appreciate your time it's a pleasure to be here. Is it possible that Sarah and I are dealing with some sort of irritants, if not allergies, at this time of year?
0: Yeah, you've had some melts again in your area where now you're getting all the, the sand and salt and everything that's been distributed on the roads. Um, that's getting stirred up now, so that definitely causes respiratory irritation. Right. Um, Sarah already alluded to snow mold. So, again, just depending on how much mo- melting of snow you've had, snow mold is what causes your grass to go brown over the winter when the snow melts you actually see all these brown patches that's yeah. like the snow mold um but you're absolutely right there's zero pollen out there yet we've had way too cold of a spring to let the trees do anything to, to give us some pollen so that's going to come later
1: okay so is it more of a just being irritated than actually having an allergy at this point in time then
0: at this point in time, that'd be far more common. Yeah. Again, but again, if people are sensitized to certain molds, you may be getting a little bit of early symptoms from those. But for the vast majority of, of patients, this is all just respiratory irritation gotcha. as opposed to actual allergy. Yeah.
1: Okay, so allergy season, we're on the cusp of it, though, right? Some parts of the country may even already be there. I'm thinking of the West Coast. Um, what? When we talk about seasonal allergy, that's when things are in bloom, right?
0: Correct, so once it really starts off with tree pollen season, um, which used to start up in April, um, but but the increasing number of years where we've had a colder spring, a later time to when we actually get a decent thaw, um, tree pollen really hasn't gotten up and running in most of the rest of the country with the exception of British Columbia you already alluded to, until late April or sometimes even early May. Um, but then when you do get into sudden warming uh, that maybe you weren't planning on, yeah. so suddenly it's very warm and oh, looks like summer weather already. That sends a signal to the trees to, oh, hurry up and get caught up on all of your pollen production. So that's why last year we had record numbers of birch pollen counts uh, across most of the, of the uh, country because it was no, no spring and then suddenly practically summer.
1: Ah, okay, <laughs> gotcha. So it, we want a slow, gradual start to spring, not a sudden warm-up.
0: That's right. We want a proper spring if we can get one. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed.
1: You know, it seems like this time of year or you know, maybe next month probably, it seems like almost everybody I talk to will be complaining about, oh, my allergies, my allergies. Like how, is there any way of telling how, what percentage of the population suffers from seasonal allergies?
0: It's at least 25% of the population that has allergic rhinitis or so-called seasonal allergies. Our, our data is not perfect. It may be a little bit higher than that, but it's at least 25% of Canadians. Wow,
1: okay. Um, is it worse in some places than others? got to be, right? I mean, there's certain parts of the country I'm thinking they're going to have more of the things that we're allergic to than other places.
0: Yeah, and it's also just different across the country. So British Columbia has lots and lots of tree pollen allergies, um, they have grass just like the rest of the entire country. In Ontario and Quebec, um, we are the ragweed capital of the country. So uh, come late August, or early September, we have another wave of allergies that don't happen in the West uh, coast so much so there's really not much ragweed west of manitoba Um, but ontario quebec and the atlantic provinces have the additional fall allergies in addition to the springtime allergies which are tree and grass pollens
1: gotcha okay now like i said i've never had an allergy in my life that i know of uh but something's been irritating me now john says i didn't develop seasonal allergies until i was in my 40s it is possible Shay. is that true can you develop an allergy later in life
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you don't have to have, it's very common to develop allergies as a child, and then you're sort of stuck with them for the rest of your life. Right, yeah. Um, But I do see lots of people who have first-onset allergies in their 20s, 30s, even 40s.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Um, So what are we anticipating this year? Like I say, there's a forecast that Global News put out that's all dependent on the weather we see in April. I don't know how much faith I put in that, but as someone who lives in this world, are you forecasting? Are you in the business of trying to predict what might happen in a month or two?
0: I can predict with any reliability is that we're not going to have tree pollen season tomorrow. Okay, Um, It's going to be later, just as I alluded to. And the, the challenge is when the tree pollen season gets delayed, there's a better chance that it will continue on into grass season. So grass usually starts like late May, early June. If the trees aren't done doing their business by late May, early June, now you're getting hit with two different allergens at the same time if you're somebody who's allergic to both. So that can lead to a pretty miserable spring for a lot of allergy sufferers.
1: What's the, best, uh, what's the best way of dealing with it? Is it the pills? I know there's a lot of people that take allergy pills. Is that your best course of action?
0: That's the best place to start, but it's by no means where you should finish. Okay. Um, we do have a number of very highly effective over-the-counter and prescription antihistamines that you can access at your local pharmacy. Um, but recognize that there's also nasal steroids. There's other things that your primary care provider can uh, prescribe. But what's been really exciting in recent years is we now have very uh, effective, what we call definitive treatments for allergies, where we can actually change your underlying immune system. So if you do ask to see an allergist, you can be put on a form of immunotherapy, whether it's the so-called the old school allergy shots or the newer sublingual tablets, which are ways to reduce your reactions to things with a tablet you take at home. And this actually tries to change your immune system so that you don't keep having these reactions year after year after year, um, but you'll actually develop more of long-lasting tolerance so you're not stuck with buckets of antihistamines every year for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, no kidding. That goes the other way, though. My wife had a stem cell transplant in 2015-2016 and has developed some allergies that she never had before because she's got the new immune system, right? So they bring the allergies with them as well.
0: I have seen that as well. But at least it's not everybody who has a oh, doctor. Exactly. doctor.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Dr. Ellis, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time.